0: Okay, so we are recording. Um, welcome to Outright TV, a video and podcast series bringing you stories of LGBTI people and allies across the globe. I'm Grace Poor from Outright Action International. I'm the Asia Regional Coordinator. And for today's episode, I'm talking with Ang Myo Min, and Ain't Moo in Myanmar. Hi, Miomin, Min and Ain't Moo. Welcome to Outright TV. And thank you both for taking the time to talk with me for this episode. So let's start with an introduction. Mio um, Min, do you want to do a short introduction of who you are?
1: Thank you, Grace, and thank you everyone. Uh, my name is Aung Min. I'm the executive director of Equality Myanmar. Equality Myanmar is known as the human rights organization, working both on the human rights education and advocacy for the legal reforms and structural reform in the country. Nice to meet you all. Great. Um, thank you, Miyu Min. Uh,
0: Eng Mu, do you want to introduce yourself?
2: Yes, okay. Hello, everyone. I am Dr. Eng Mu from Mandalay. I'm the co-founder of the Brilliance Society Organization, and our organization is a special agent for the LGBT right. Thank you.
0: Okay, great. Thank you. So um, I'll go right into it. So you had your elections. Myanmar had its Uh, elections recently. Tell us a little bit about uh, the elections. What were the results? Are you happy with the results? And what do they mean for
1: LGBTI rights? Well, the election results was surprisingly for me and not surprising for many of others because the ruling party, National League for Democracy, led by Aung San Suu Kyi, won another landslide victory. They won the majority of both houses and even the majority of the seats in the state and regional uh, parliament. So this is another major success and a big victory for the NLD. That showed that, you know, most of the people in the country don't want to return their, their military dictatorship and they want to support NLD because they stone has a hope for democratization in the country. So that, that finally the victory and the winner is NLD. And it's not the result, but also in the election campaign, the LGBT is very significant. This election is very, very special for NLD of, and also the LGBT because they are, some of, the, some of the political parties, including the NLD, for the first time mentioned the LGBT and SOGI issue in their election declarations. So, and the different topics. So LGBTs are mentioned under the non-discrimination clause, that the three main organized political parties mentioned for the first time. And some parties mentioned LGBT under the women issues. So they recognized, you know, lesbian women, transgender women, under the name of the women's issues. And there should be no discrimination. And some political parties mentioned LGBT under the youth issue. They said that no, no, all youth should be regarded for equality, including LGBT. This is a very significant because you know LGBT issue never be on the political party statements. Mm. So for the first time. And unfortunately, NLD mentioned the LGBT and they want in the election majorities.
2: Mm. So
1: this is a good uh, excitement for the LGBT and also big dream for the for new government, because the NLD will have a new new government and also you know, pick up the issue which they promised before the election. So we hope that the people elected from the NLD will support the causes of LGBT and doing some kind of reforms of their legal reforms, particularly some of their you not know, being a coach that's threatening the daily life of the LGBT in mm-hmm. the next five years. So but you know, sometimes what happened is yeah, sometimes what happened them they, they promised before the election but sometimes they forget mm-hmm. when they are in the government yeah. so this is the the duty and responsibility of our movement to mm-hmm. keep pushing and making the way into the parliament making the table that LGBT issues on the table and making a proper change for the for the life of the LGBT people so just for our audience
0: um, so NLD is the national League of Democracy. National League for Democracy. Yes. League for Democracy. And they won uh, the majority in both houses of parliament. Um, yes. And there are a significant number of LGBT friends and allies in parliament now. And LGBT issues were mentioned under the Youth a policy, and they were mentioned under women's rights. And what was the third? And also thing? non-discrimination. And non-discrimination, issue. right. Okay, so there are three, three areas in which, uh, in which LGBTI rights were mentioned. Um, yes. So, Enmu, um, you are from Mandalay, and I have read that there is a gay politician who ran for office from Mandalay and that's where you are from um can you talk a little bit about um uh, the lgbti rights that you were documenting because there was a study that you did and did this politician help you all in any way did you talk to him in any way um do you want to answer
1: that question or maybe miomi you want to answer the question about the politician well, the, the candidate, one of the candidates was uh, Oban Kilman mm-hmm. from Mandalay, okay. but he he ran the, he, he was nominated by another, another political parties, but he announced himself as a candidate after our research. So he was not well known during the research. So I think our documenters did not contact any interviews or anything things towards him together with him so this is my assumption oui. have you met the guy the the open LGBT candidate from Mandalay? why you are conducting the interviews and research for data information have you met with them have you met with him <coughs> Connection is not good for her.
2: Okay.
0: Connection is not good for you. Okay. Um, Do you want... Can you hear me? How is it now? Is it better
1: now? Hello? This is Myanmar. Yes, has technical Myanmar. problems and connection problems. Signal problems
0: in Myanmar. Yes. Uh Ingu, can you hear us now? You yes. Can? Okay. So let's just go straight to the study. Now, I had read uh, a couple of weeks ago, this study that was done yes. in Myanmar. It's the first time that this study, such a study has been done, and it documented... Uh, family violence and domestic violence against LGBT people. And you were one of the people who participated in that study. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like to do the study and to talk to people? And, And the study was done in Mandalay and Yangon, two cities, right? So share a little bit about what it was like to do the study and what you found.
2: Yes uh I'm going to study the case and listen to their experience. Sometimes I felt so horrible. Uh because of the case, one uh, of my cases, it was uh violence by her brothers because she was a bisexual woman and she came out to her father. That i a bisexual woman and he just spoke to her to drink the uh, many drugs To die, so it was very horrible, and I'd be so sad for her. Oh, that, that uh, that's a really, parents do family violence in their family. Oh, why did you report? So she says she was my, he is my father. So why can I? Why can I? What that is a forced to suicide. Why you don't report? Ruffle him. No, no, it's okay. Here's my father. Oh, that is so amazing. I can't uh, stay anymore. But uh, the, another kid from the C city, uh, the mother so upset to her daughter because he was a transplant and when he was paralyzed, he don't accept his daughter and... Uh, เสียบิวมาขึ้นเหมือนกันเลยอะจ้ะโห okay, well, <laughs> Yes
1: Now.
2: Okay, สอดตุ้ okay interview She interviewed one of the trans men
1: that, you know, trans men, uh was very exposed to the family. So she, he did not get any support from the family, particularly from uh, his mother. So he stayed separately from the family. And but she stay, she always has a hope that the, fam- the family will accept him back, even though she, he is trans man. Trans but the family never welcomed, him back or sap him. Her mother got paralyzed. So she, but she mother was very strong. So every time her mother saw her, him, it yelled at her and also, you know, used a lot of you know violent wording to him until she died. So that when she interviewed the trans man, she was in tears. She was crying how she felt. About the way the family treated her, and also she was very stressed because this is a life because of sexual orientation and gender identity. The family hate the trans men until they, they pass away.
0: Okay, that's a very uh, that's a very moving story. Um, and the earlier story that you gave the example in New was about a bisexual woman whose brother was very violent. And I think what you said was that she tried to commit suicide by taking pills and that the brother was very violent and that you asked her whether she reported the violence and uh, this bisexual woman said that she did not, she wouldn't, because it's her brother. She's not going to report her brother. So these are two examples of very moving, powerful stories. Um, How many interviews did you all conduct? And how will you use the findings from the study? You can speak in Burmese and then um, Mio can translate. I can translate, yeah. Mm
2: yes uh, i studied for 22 cases uh, so อ่า no case, case I don't 1 คู่ปอนเนาะแล้วตะคู่อ่ะบาเลยสุเสี่ยมาตู่อะเทนเชียบ่ติ cam now now the case 2 so she contacted 22 interviews
1: and one interesting is even though they give a concert to give to use a case, they don't allow the people to take photos or record. So only the information is allowed to you for public and for the research, but no permission to use photos and um, the photos and mm-hmm. the name. So, name. 72? so this is the one thing. How Sorry? many,
0: how many interviews? Sixty 72 22. 22. 22. Oh, she conducted yeah. 22. How she conducted 22.
1: The, how many in the yeah, full... Yeah, out class? of 60, 63 interviews. I uh, see. She, she conducted, you know, because in Mandalay, uh, and they also have a sign. I okay. see. Okay. Um, and Another. That's are so many, you know, common stories. One mm. of the significant stories she mentions the two cases. Another one, and also interesting one, is a couple of lesbian, lesbian women. Mm-hmm. And they also face that kind of, you know, kid out from the house mm-hmm. or kid out from the family, and they live together. And what the interesting issue that she found is, their family has the, uh, you know, the experience of domestic violence, like the parents, and mm-hmm. those the the people who have violence to them also have a violence when they were in child. So that's a very interesting violent issue. Is not only one case, but it's going to generation to generation, and also it's a cycle of violence. Yeah. So it is. This is the interesting she found from their one of the cases.
2: Mm.
0: So, so basically, there were sixty-four interviews altogether in the entire study. You conducted, Mu conducted twenty-two of the of the interviews. That's a lot of interviews and a lot of painful stories. Um, and I really like the point that you made also that this is not just individual incidents of violence, but that this is intergenerational, as you said, and that this lesbian couple, for example, that you just talked about, they had grown up experiencing violence in the home as well. And then they experienced further violence as a lesbian couple. So talk a little bit about this law that you all have been trying in Myanmar to pass, I think, for seven years now. It's called the Prevention of Violence Against Women Law. And will this study be useful? Will it help your advocacy? And what is it that you're trying to achieve? I think you want to make sure that this law protects LGBT people. How do you want the law to protect LGBT people? How will you use this study for your advocacy? me, yes.
1: Okay. Well, the law um, is a long history of drafting, like a seven years in drafting process. Mm-hmm. But it is also important because Myanmar ratifies Convention against the Elimination of All Forms of Discrimination against Women, CEDAW, for quite a long time. But there's no national law, particularly protecting women from protecting for women. So this is the first effort at the national level to have the special law for protection women from violence against women. So this is the, so the first idea, having our special women protection law, which particularly protect women. So we welcome that one. But since it's, draft, it's drafting, so there's a, so many challenges from the gender perspectives, from the culture perspective, from the you know the legal making process, so it's been so many corruption, you know, amendment, so many debate, long history of debates for the issue of cultural violence, economic violence, domestic violence, and marital rape. Because you know these kind of issues are sometimes is accepted by the Burmese society under the name of culture and tradition. So many. People don't want to touch it because it's too much, so sensitive. And then some people say it's only the domestic, it's not the public. So we, how can we prevent the law to prevent that violence under the family's environment? So there's a lot of debate. But finally, you know, it's adopted, but it's not passed yet. So we, we, first we thought it would be adopted in last government, but it did not happen. So the law, the drafting process and the legislation process is until next government. So we have to push, you know, because we think this is essential and necessary. But the law itself does not cover lesbian women and trans, uh, lesbian woman is covered because, you know, it's women at birth, but transgender women. Because under the first uh, chapter, under the, definition clause, the woman means woman at birth only. Woman who was born as a woman. So it, it is according to the penal Code and according to the old British you know, uh, citation, but the lawmaker used the same definition. What they miss is the transgender woman who was not woman at birth, but transformed or transgender as a woman. So even If the law, the the current law passed, it will not cover transgender women because of the definition. But interestingly, what we found, transgender women suffering domestic violence like other women, because they dress up like a woman, people and family treat them as a woman because they they change and cross-dress or transgender in a way. So it is because of the woman issue. So I think what our argument is, even though they are not born as women, they are treated as a woman and facing the common violence like other counterpart women. So we, we call, we keep, you know, we have been advocating to include the transgender woman under the definition of woman definition in the law.
0: So you're trying to change the definition of women so that it's not a binary definition Um, and change the way it is defined in the penal code. Are you also advocating for this uh, law to protect um, couples in same-sex relationships when they experience violence?
1: But the law is just for the woman. So two transgender women and, you know, a lesbian woman, they are covered under that. But it's not the same-sex marriage between men because this is, only for the woman particularly.
0: I see, I see. Okay. So because what you are... Ah, I get it. So what you're trying to advocate, actually, or, or working for, is for that the, the law changes, the, the draft will have language that uses a, a more inclusive definition of women, that it protects right. all women, but that you're not trying to get the law to protect um
1: same-sex marriage no no so law does not mm, cover it
0: right so it won't it won't protect gay men but what about two lesbians in a in a same-sex relationship will it protect them
1: yeah if we put lesbian woman or transgender woman under the definition it automatically cover under this law i see okay
0: so, I guess, I mean, what what kind of protections are you all looking for? So say, for instance, this law, they accept the attorney general, parliament, you know, whoever your target, um, advocacy targets are, say that they accept this inclusive definition of women. And they accept that lesbians, trans women, women across the board are protected under this law. So what happens if there's violence? Will they be arrested? Will they go to jail? Like, will they be
1: criminalized? If the victims or survival of the domestic violence or family violence reported the case, the police must take their you know, case and open a legal files. And then there would be a kind of investigation and if it is evidence-founded though someone committed, it will be dealt with according to the law. It could be a penalty, uh, imprisonment or fines. Well. <laughs> so it depends on the degrees of violence yeah. and then so the willing of the, the people who reported the case. So but I like can... you mentioned, hmm. you know, there are many in our, in our research, Many people who are the witness or victims of the domestic violence, they they don't want to report the case to the police mm-hmm, because you know in, we have a strong family value in Myanmar. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if you someone violate, make a violence against you, it's your own family members or particularly, you know, f- father and mother. They don't want to do it, and then they got a lot of social pressure from the their community. This is the man who put the, his own father into the jail. This is really a you know, social casting issue in the society. So people not, don't want to report it. So th- this, we should find another way of that. But if there's a law, what we can do is police can, rep- police can record it. And the, the victims can be handled by the police to the safer place refer the case to the safe house and take a kind of medical and other social services because this any victims are entitled to get that kind of psychosocial or medical support or you know any other safety and shelter so this this is automatically you know take the the person from the dangerous home to the safer place so that's that's mm-hmm. so far it is good but Mm-hmm. Like a, taking a legal action, it's, it's all also depends on the the police and the people who wants to take a, what kind of action they want to do.
0: Right. And Mu, can you share some of your thoughts? Um, especially because you have talked to so many people. Um, so even if this law passes, I mean, the police are not friends. Right. I mean, in Myanmar, in fact, the the police are among those who arrest and who intimidate and who um, harass and do all kinds of things with LGBTI people. So they are not necessarily friends of LGBT people. So, so, say if this law passes, this Prevention of Violence Against Women law, and Mio Min said. Um, It may not mean that it goes to court. It may not mean that the violent parents or the violent brother or the violent partner gets arrested. But having a police record means, at least from what Mayo said, that they can go to shelter, they can get counseling, they can be referred for services if there is a complaint of violence. But what you said was Amy, in that example you gave of the individual who was abused by her brother, she did not even want to report it. So I'm sure many people don't want to report their parents, their brothers, their partners. So how will this law benefit LGBT people? And should should there be such a law only, or are there other ways to protect LGBT people from this kind of
2: violence? Ah, a do do don't do don't però non mi ha lasciato, non mi ha Throw me take a of to take a Okay. The, the, the law would be the law
1: itself if no one report and use it so not that much meaningful. If the people don't tell to use the law or report the cases, and you know, although other factor is, we have a traditional belief that domestic issue should not be taken out of the house and report the the cases to others. So that kind of social pressure and social norms make difficult to the people, even though they want to report the cases. So there are so many obstacles. It's not only the LGBT. Many women you know, in the, in our country has the same problems. So the law is there, but nobody use it. It's use and very unuseful law, no functioning law. So it is, we should fire another way, you know, how we can enforce the law or how to prevent before it's taken. So many people would use if the, the crime is sexual violence or rape, because it is a very, you know, um, very big, you know, criminal issues. So people re- would report it to the police, and a- anyone who knows will report. But so, something like, uh, you know, the fighting or domestic violence, they think oh, it's just a normal and every everyday's cases, and they don't want to re- report in it. They don't want to use it as a serious crime.
0: Um, so this is very interesting, and I'm so glad that we talked. Um, Outright, um, Mio, you were there recently in October. Outright had a regional forum with LGBTI advocates from eight countries in Asia. And we have just launched this brand new uh, Asia regional network on uh, gender-based violence and SOGI. And you are a member of the network. So hopefully there can be more discussions at this network on how we can protect LGBTI people with the law, whether it's the law against rape or domestic violence or family violence or partner violence, but also find other ways to protect LGBTI people so that we're not only looking at criminal justice, but some other kind of justice. Because at the end of the day, what we want is protection, services, justice for LGBTI people and find different ways. So I'd like to end this interview. Do you all have any closing statements you want to make or something that you're working on right now that you want
1: to leave the audience with a message? Okay, so now we are doing advocacy or legal advocacy for better domestic violence law. Um, making inclusive you know protection law for women and other genders so this is a legal approach but at the same time we also have a you know education approach like a raising awareness of the domestic violence among the lgbt people and also the communities so we can prevent before it happen and taking is refer to the cases or from the legal past, legal procedure so education comes first, and that could be, you know, prevent before it happens. So I think we should go education approach and legal approach at the same time or simultaneously together. Legal approach and strong strong law without using that is useless. So we should raise the issue of the law is not a punishment, but to protect you from the Domestic violence or family 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 violence. At the same time, the people who who could be a perpetrator for the violence should aware of this is not, you know, tradition way of committing violence against anyone that you love. So everything it should be multiple or comprehensive approach if we want to stop or abolish this kind of domestic violence and family family violence. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. That's great. Thank you. That's, that's a great way of, of looking at
0: it. Education, promoting nonviolence, sending a message to people who use violence, letting people, the victims and survivors know that the law is there to protect them. But at the same time, prevention before the violence happens, that's, that's a great message. And what about you? Any message, final words?
2: อ่าสน่า have your ดัน หuevo เนาะทีแรก be ดิคั่น My Emma Power, she a the Yeah, she strongly support my point of, you know, awareness and education before it
1: happened. And then legal law is protection, the component for domestic violence. At the same time, the law is that the law, the protection law should be used to remind the perpetrators before it, it be committed. So wait, there's a law. It could be a problem for you before you did it to me. So that kind of warning and threatening could be useful for the people. And they, so it should be a reminder
0: Yes, so that the law is, is a reminder to to those who, are, who want to use violence that there is there are penalties. Thank you so much, both of you. This was a great interview. And it's such a I'm sorry we have such a short time to talk mm-hmm. about such a big issue, but uh, we definitely will continue talking. There'll be many other opportunities for us to do this. And so, thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you so much for talking to Outright TV. And I'm Grace Poor. I'm the Asia Regional Coordinator at Outright Action International. And we've just been talking to Aung Myo Min, and Ain Moo from Myanmar. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.